I couldn't sleep at all last night Welcome all you sunrisers and moonrisers to Sleepless in Studio City, a safe place for discussing what's keeping your mind, body, and spirit from sweet, sound slumber. Your host, Dr. Debs, a celebrated columnist, lauded love, romance, relationship, and dating coach, offers simple, soothing solutions and heartfelt help. Dr. Debs will discuss topics such as finding and keeping the love you deserve, dating, marriage, parenting, setting boundaries, breaking the cycle, breaking up, following your dreams. We respect your privacy and will not reveal names or contact info. If you'd like your questions answered during a show but are hesitant to call in, please feel free to write Dr. Debs at sleeplessinstudiocity at gmail.com and she will address your concerns on the next broadcast. You can also find updates and weekly affirmations on Facebook slash Sleepless in Studio City. And now, without further ado... Here's Dr. Debs. Thank you, Zach, for that energizing introduction. Always a pleasure and honor to be here with all you night owls for another exciting episode of Sleepless in Studio City. Stay tuned for our magical musical interlude. I'll be presenting the powerhouse vocalist, Kim Foley, in a live telephone interview. She'll be revealing the meaning of music in her life, advice for aspiring artists, what she thinks is the key to finding and keeping in love, and much more. You won't want to miss this. I was talking to someone the other day about boundaries, not just corona boundaries of six feet, (laughs) but real boundaries Sure, we've had to tell people to stay six feet away. They say the new road rage is yelling at someone to keep their distance. Yet boundaries are apropos to more than just the physical distancing that's crucial right now to our mental health and well-being. So many are holed up together 24-7 without any respite or way to get out of the thick of it. In addition, a majority are on edge, stretched beyond imagination the stress of corona is beyond imagination. There's no way to prepare, no books to tell you how to cope, no release, all walking around, if we can even do that, like steam kettles ready to explode, nerves shot at our wits end in fear, in panic, in sadness, in remorse, regret, out of work, out of patience, out of time, in frustration, boredom, desperation, disillusionment. All these negative emotions, past traumas are surfacing at once, resulting in regurgitation upon the people closest to us, our loved ones. It's like everyone's Pandora box is being opened and suddenly we're faced with the demons we've kept under the lid by staying busy and doing, doing, doing. No wonder the cases of domestic violence have increased around the world. Currently, we have all the time for just being rather than doing. What the heck is that? A human being rather than a human doing? That's the good news 
of the corona, one of the blessings that we're now a universe of human beings, not human doings. People are getting in touch with their authenticity, who they really are, what they really desire, how they want to react, how they want to spend their precious moments. We're starting to consider the preciousness of every second, every minute, every day, seeing how fleeting life is, losing those close to us at the drop of a hat, suddenly without a way to prevent the population from the horrible deaths on a daily basis and increasing in numbers as we speak? What is the solution to keep from going insane, to keep from causing emotional and mental distancing of our mishpuka, our cherished comrades? And comrades, they are, because we're all in this war together, suffering PTSD and the other tragedies of war, recollecting that no one wins a war. It's a lose-lose situation. It's time, however, to turn this around. We can make it a win-win situation by starting in our own homes, preventing bad behavior towards the ones we care about. We can practice the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. How do we carry that out when we can barely function and we're in hypervigilant survival mode? It takes almost a whole day just searching for nutrition, finding essentials, ordering, getting pickup times, waiting in lines, dressing in protective gear. All this is so stressful, we come back exhausted with barely enough energy to spend the additional hours sanitizing everything if we're even lucky to get half of what we ordered and coveted. We're wiped out beyond belief. No wonder we take out our frustrations on those around us. Where's all that loving, kindness, tolerance, patience, understanding, compassion we so desperately need and yet find elusive to acquire and difficult to maintain? It starts with each and every one of you. More important than ever, we have to nourish not only our bodies, but build our immune systems to fight this disease. And that includes feeding ourselves emotionally and spiritually. It's crucial to fill your bucket, which for the most part is completely empty, drained to nil. How do we fill our buckets when everybody else's bucket is empty? How do we keep from treating others badly and from allowing others to treat us badly? First of all, you have to have enough esteem to believe you deserve to be treated with dignity, respect, patience, tolerance, and kindness, and recollect that golden rule. Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. You've got to raise your tolerance level so you aren't letting others take their shit out on you or use you as a punching bag or a doormat to walk all over. You've got to care enough about yourself <laughs> to not want to get the contagious virus of anger and rage. How many times have you exclaimed, well, he got my goat, or she egged me on, or he started it, or she pulled the first punch. It doesn't matter who pulled the trigger first. All that matters is that you're shooting back or getting shot. Now is the perfect time to begin setting boundaries and preventing further damage from bullets flying verbally and emotionally. You don't have to enlist in the verbal and emotional war. It's not mandatory. 
<laughs> you don't have to enlist in the war. You can be a conscientious objector. You can object to verbal and emotional abuse. You can set not only physical corona boundaries, but the equally crucial emotional, mental, verbal, and psychological ones. Anger is contagious, just like the corona and just as deadly. If a person starts raging at you, you can definitely engage and do the dance of death, or you can remove yourself and protect yourself from the disease, the virus of rageaholism. Rageaholism runs rampant and has for eons. Perhaps while we're finding a remedy, a vaccine for the coronavirus, we can learn how to stop the rage virus. Here's my simple tips for preventing wrath and ire from breaking up relationships and families during the corona quarantine. It's also something to consider continuing ad infinitum for the survival of the planet. We can put an end to murder by mouth once and for all. First rule of thumb, think before you speak. T-H-I-N-K is what I'm about to say. Thoughtful, helpful, intelligent, necessary, and kind. Then comes boundary setting 101. To begin, you must recognize setting boundaries means you care enough to want to continue the relationship. It says to the other person, you're valuable to me. Setting boundaries means you care enough about yourself to say no to them and yes to you. You're putting your mental health and well-being first, protecting yourself against the contagious anger virus against the dance of death, so you can be more helpful and loving and kind and patient and tolerant to the people in your life. If you don't set boundaries with someone, you're just going to be resentful and take it out on them. It behooves you to set boundaries if you want to be a loving person and if you care about someone enough. Always remember to schedule anger by appointment only. Never try to set a boundary in the thick of it in the heat of the moment. Wait until calm, rational minds prevail. Then speak slowly, softly, calmly, sweetly. Use I statements only. Say what you mean. Mean what you say, but don't say it mean. Say what behaviors you will and will not tolerate in the future. For example, you could say something like, when you raise your voice or change your tone, I'm going to leave for a period of time. I'll be back when I'm feeling more comfortable. And then you remove yourself, even if it's to the other room, to the bathroom, to the balcony, to the closet if need be. For many of our corona stay-at-homers who are sequestering or in lockdown, however you want to term the jargon. <laughs> if you're limited to phone conversing, you could say, when I feel uncomfortable with the tone of your voice, I'm going to get off the phone for a period of time. I will speak with you when I feel more comfortable, again, using I statements. Then you stop after your short, 
sweet, soft, slow, calm, I statements. Do not defend, do not explain, do not bring up past scenarios, do not discuss or argue. It doesn't matter what their response is. What's important is that you are taking care of your mental and emotional health, respecting your own boundaries. You can only be an example to your loved ones, and hopefully soon they'll follow suit by setting their boundaries. You're giving them permission to be themselves, to be authentic, to take care of themselves and put themselves first. That's putting you first. It's not that we put other people first. <laughs> and that means we're loving them. That's not loving behavior to put someone else before you. It's loving behavior when you put yourself first so that you can have a filled bucket and be there for other people. If necessary, you can use the broken record mode. Keep repeating your well-thought-out or maybe even written-out statement slowly, softly, sweetly, and calmly. Say it again. When I feel uncomfortable with the tone of your voice, I'm going to get off the phone for a period of time. And here's the kicker. La piste de resistance. The climax. The utmost urgency is to follow through. It's adamant you stick to what you've said you're going to do. Don't tell someone you're going to leave for a period of time when they start screaming at you <laughs> if you don't leave. You can also listen to my YouTube five-minute excerpts on verbal abuse and setting boundaries or the power of no. Look on my YouTube page called Sleepless in Studio City and enjoy a peaceful, easy breezy time at home practicing being your best self, returning to the highest spiritual good inside of you, the authentic you, the remarkable you, the spectacular you, the incredible you, the magnificent you. As I've written in my latest tune lyrics about finding peace within, not mistaking paradise for the home across the way, you have everything you need inside. You can fill your bucket with your inner strength, your source, your chi, your essence, the sunlight of the spirit, the brightness, the lightness deep down in the confines of your soul where all is well right here and right now for your highest good and the highest good of all those you care about. You can return to celebrating the now, whether you're locked up or not, whether you're in prison or not. It's only when you're in prison of your mind will you feel trapped. There's freedom in prison when you free your mind, body, and spirit of the shame that binds you. Once you start setting boundaries, you'll find your precious time increases with the opportunity to fill it with creative endeavors and intimacy into me see. Even if you do maintain the six-foot-apart rule, you will become closer and connect with more vulnerability with more meaningful conversation. Instead of taking out your anger on your partner or loved ones, thus pushing them away, try getting closer through the sixth language of love. Take a leap of faith and pursue a deeper dialogue. You may discover you get to know your partner on a level you never dreamed of. You may revel in getting to experience their greatness for the first time or once again with a new pair of glasses from a new perspective. Getting to know you. <laughs> getting to know all about you. Getting to like you. Getting to hope you like me. Haven't you noticed suddenly I'm bright and breezy? 
because of all the beautiful and new things I'm learning about you day by day. And if you really want to learn about the person closest to you, use these sentence starters for delving deeper, practicing the sixth language of love, sharing your secret sensitivity, and opening the door for your partner to share theirs. Choose the right time and place. Be wise about it. Make sure both of you are relaxed, not stressed, not running in from sanitizing all your groceries. (laughs) Here are some sentence starters. An asset you have I really admire is dot, dot, dot. If I could have the gift of one day with you to spend in any way, I would do what? My favorite holiday with you is dot, 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 because dot, dot, dot. An important change I've seen in you is a personal goal I have is I feel loved when you three things I value about our relationship is my sincere prayer for you is remember these can be done with a spouse, with a parent, with a sibling, with a partner, with a lover, with a child, with a friend, with an associate, even with a neighbor. Here are some more gems. Should you choose to accept this mission possible, two things that make you easy to be with are, did you have a childhood pet? If so, what role did he or she play? What was your favorite childhood game? What was your scariest, funniest saddest memory from childhood. Did you feel loved, significant, and secure as a child? Do you feel loved, significant, and secure as an adult? Do you compare your life with others? Can you say, I love you? Is it easy or hard, and why? Have you ever felt betrayed? One of the most wonderful things in your life I've seen is, are you quick to listen, slow to speak, or slow to listen and quick to speak? Is it hard for you to apologize? By the way, these are great sentence starters for a date, a first date, whether it's on Zoom or on the line. What do you do when you get angry? (laughs) What do you wish you would do when you get angry? Who are your personal heroes? Who was your favorite teacher and why? Who was your best friend as a child? Have you experienced the death of a close friend or relative? How did you deal with it? Does death scare you? What's your biggest fear? Is it hard for you to ask for forgiveness? Is it hard for you to forgive others? Do you hold on to resentments? All treasures and goodies that you can use as corona questions to open the door to the sixth language of love experiencing intimacy into me see and it doesn't have to be physical you can even do these things from six feet apart turn the corona craziness into corona blessings use this time when you're holed up 24 7 with a significant person in your life and get to know them get to know all about them. A golden opportunity. You've got a golden ticket. It is worth more than all the tea in China. Much more than a lottery ticket. 
which you don't want to touch right now because it's a common surface. <laughs> now it's time for our caller. Hello there. Welcome to Sleepless in Studio City. I'm Dr. Debs, and who am I speaking with? Hi, Dr. Debs. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, this is Sona. Um from North Hollywood. <laughs> Hi, Sona from North Hollywood. Well, welcome to the show. And what's on your mind tonight? What's keeping you from sweet, soft slumber? <laughs> well, this technology thing is getting to my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to uh, uh, doing everything conventional. I used to own a vitamin store up until a year ago. And I did everything conventional, even my bookkeeping, just, you know, um, and just used to having people contact and face-to-face. And, uh, you know, even after I closed it, I was still taking care of my clients, health issues, or, or I did some astrology readings. And uh, it was still face-to-face. I would meet them in an office or in a park, and uh, now I'm doing them on Zoom, Skype, or phone calls. So I guess I'm getting used to it, but but uh, it's, I'm still locked in space when it comes to technology, wireless, social media. You know, I'm just... Uh, trying to figure it all out. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Oh, boy, I hear you. I just, those words face-to-face, I actually love. And I still use a pencil and paper. I don't know anybody who writes anymore, even. I don't think people have pens or paper. And I love feeling the pen and the paper <laughs> and feeling the words. I'm getting chills right now. But just feeling the intensity of the words coming from my mind and my body and spirit and talking about yeah. things like Zoom and texting. Oh my gosh, texting is driving <laughs> me up the wall between not having the intonation and all the confusion and the misunderstandings because people don't know your tone and they can't hear your tone or they can't see your expression. Yeah, I, I know so right. many people fight over, I know people break up over texting. I know. <laughs> wow. I hear you about that. And the Zoom, I hate to admit it, but I refuse. The only time I'm doing Zoom now is when I'm holding a singer-songwriter showcase but that's about it, and only because I've been forced to. Oh, yes, sure, yeah. yeah. It's fun meeting people, though, you know, because of the social distancing. It's one way to get together with friends. I do enjoy that. It's better than nothing. <laughs> is that one of the blessings of the yeah. coronavirus is getting together with people? I don't know about you, but I find... I've been connecting on a more intimate level, a deeper level, and I'm so confused because I'm like, wait, I can't see this person. I can't be closer than six feet, and yet I just feel this more intense connection. Is that your experience? Yes, I do too, and this makes me even more want to meet the people in person and and have more fun with them and, you know... Um, uh, and I'm meeting so many new people, too, just on um, texting, phone, and Zoom. And, and I want to, you know, 
I really want to meet them in person, and mm-hmm. it, it. I guess it's it's the excitement building towards it. Maybe it's, <laughs> maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> now, are you talking about meeting new friends? Or are you talking about dating on Zoom? Or are you talking about what kind of connections are you talking about? Business things, or pleasure, uh, or fun, and you know, uh, half and half um, about dating. <laughs> Yeah, I would because I was thinking about that. Like now would be a great time. People are at home; they're not doing a lot, and I just was wondering if you have been dating on anything other than the internet dating sites. A lot of people call in about the internet dating sites and how frustrating it is because people aren't who they seem to be. And I'm thinking if there was dating yeah. on Zoom, it would kind of be like the old video dating yeah. organizations that they had and you would make a video about yourself and then they would give it to the organization and then people would go through the videos. You could do that on Zoom and you would get to see the person right there and kind of see, oh, is there any chemistry? So have you been doing that? No, actually, I have not. Okay. But, but the, the the funny thing is, before this all thing started, uh, I went on one date. That was it, and I hadn't. Um, I I had just broken up a relationship, like it had been about a year, a year and a half, and I went on one date, and then I started taking tango classes. And more socializing starting too, and that's when it started. So I haven't really done anything, and I I just don't feel um, uh, energy towards online dating. Maybe I'll change my mind about that in the future, but um, I don't really feel comfortable doing that yet. I hear you. How was yeah. the date that you went on before Corona? Oh, it was it was nice. Um, I met him on on a Valentine party. That was my first party that I went to also. <laughs> so. Since the breakup? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um, it, you know, in, in uh, probably this is good for me because I tend to jump into relationships really quickly and get married. And <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. How, how so, many marriages it, are you... <laughs> Oh, three. <laughs> okay, because I just heard from someone today, and she's on her third, and she's been married to this third person for 38 years. I said, oh, so it's not three strikes, you're out. And she said, no, it's the third one's the charm. So. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Well, we're still friends. You know, there's no nothing bad between us. We're still friends. But uh, the, the good thing for me, for people like me, I should say, is social distancing. I mean, it would be a good time to start dating with social distancing so we're not jumping into something. I love uh, it. Oh, that is so another corona blessing. I love it because so many people I know, they go from an Internet profile to not even a phone call, but to a date, and then they're moving in together. Mm-hmm. So that's not really an option today. <laughs> no, and that and that could be someone like me, you know? <laughs> yes, yes. I want to do it. I wish there was some kind of Zoom dating site. Even on Internet dating, is that something you're considering now that Corona's around to revisit the Internet dating Maybe. world? Well, uh 
talking to you is starting to make me realize maybe I should start that. Yeah, before everything is clear again, you know, maybe this is a good time to start. Yeah, well, there you go. That could be something on your list to do during Corona times. What else are you doing to keep yourself occupied? I assume you're single. Yeah, and and I do enjoy uh, my friends. My friends are like my family, my brothers and sisters, you know. I enjoy that a lot. Have you been seeing people or are you still doing the six feet apart social distancing? You know, in... I would say moderation, um, um, you know, just being careful. And um, my main concern is not to hurt people, you know, because I feel confident. I feel healthy. I know how to protect myself with herbs and and, uh, natural remedies. I I just don't want to be the cause of anyone getting sick. That's all. That's sweet. You're above the row there because there are some people that aren't concerned so much about other people and they're just worried about themselves and they're like, well, okay, I don't have it. I'm not going to get it. And I'm like, okay, but you want to make sure you aren't giving it to someone because you could be a carrier and not know it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm used to protecting myself since I, I've been uh, dealing with the public. People come to the store, they're sick all the time. So I know how to protect myself, and uh, um, I feel good about that. Back to the dating world, since this is a show about love and relationships, and you were talking yes. about that you had three before. What do you think is the key to finding and keeping love in your life? Hmm, good question. Um, I would say have have a good friendship with your with your um, significant other. I, I think friendship is very important to keep the relationship healthy. Uh, besides romance, of course, that that's a given. But um, mentally and emotionally, good connection, and um, and also, I would say very important is letting them be who they are, not to impose your um, your ideas on them and accepting them for who they are, I think is important. And I, I believe I've achieved that with my third. I've learned a lot and, uh, um, by, by just by that. Um, we were complete opposites, but within a couple of years, we were able to let each other be, you know. Aww. We started realizing, oh, I can't tell tell him to do things this way, and he also realized he can't tell me to do things that way, and we started laughing about it, how we're opposite. And, and that was really nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love that. Mm-hmm. Let it be, let it be, and laughter is great medicine as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're ready to attract <laughs> the man of your dreams or the perfect partner for you. Do you think you're ready to receive that? I think so, yeah. And you know what we did on Valentine, uh, my ex and I? We made each other a wish. I wished for him to find the woman of his dreams, and he made a wish for me to find the man of my dreams. <gasps> I thought that was a wonderful ending. Oh, 
I just got Isn't chills. Oh, my God. I got chills up and down my spine, first of all. Um, oh, that yeah. is so beautiful that you have that kind of relationship and that you're blessing yes. each other. And second of all, that's a huge indication of your character traits. One of the first things I say to people when they're about to be involved with someone is find out how their relationship is with their ex. Because if they're going um, around yeah. and they're bad-mouthing their ex and everything mm -hmm. is she did that and he did that and I can't stand him and this and that, that's a huge red flag. The fact that mm -hmm. you have resolved this relationship, that you can have that experience with your ex shows, number one, you're ready. <laughs> and number two, <laughs> that you have amazing assets in your own character. That takes a lot. I admire you so much. Thank you. Yeah, on that note, we're going to take a brief station break. We'll be right back to talk more with Sona from North Hollywood. <laughs> The moment you've been waiting for, our magical musical interlude featuring the amazing vocalist, Kim Foley. Welcome to the show, Kim. It is an honor and pleasure to have you. Thank you so much, Deborah. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here. <laughs> <laughs> well, the feeling's mutual. I wanted to start out and hear a little bit about your history or her story, as I call it, and how you first came to love music. I think I've always loved music. I started singing when I was a child, but and my, well, my parents, you know, had me in church, and I was in the children's choir, and I had my first solo or duet with a dear friend of mine um, at church, and then I branched off into going and our big outings were uh, going, getting involved in other choirs and church choirs and singing, and then I started singing uh, classical music. So operatic classical music choirs, and um, that's how it started, but it wasn't my love. Then I branched off to this, you know, various other types of music, just more R&B and feeling, and there are times people ask me to sing classical, so I'm thankful that I'm able to be versatile. I don't know, music just touches your heart and touches your soul, and, and I just have loved it for, I guess, since I was a kid. <laughs> Did you have any formal training? Yes. When I was, um, I think I started in high school. Um, my parents, you know, started, because they thought I was just going to go to the classical world, and um, I left that because they said, oh, you're not old enough when, you know, when your voice matures. And I'm like, well, how long is that going to take? I want to get out singing now. So um, I had formal training. Um, Roger Love, Seth Riggs, other um, who are wonderful and um, still in touch with Roger Love, um, who helps me out when I need a few, few, few pointers. And uh, or or pick up some bad habits, and let's see. Um, um, a guy Leonard Reed, he's passed away now. He had wonderful um, pointers, and now I'm able to teach, do vocal coaching for other people. So that's been a, a pleasant surprise. It's very important, you know, that you learn how to preserve your voice over the years because. You know, you still want to be able to hit those notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that actually was something I was going to ask you later on, but since we're on the subject, do you have 
advice for aspiring artists? Just, you know, if you, to rehearse, make sure you have your technique down. Your technique is very important, uh, which involves um, the foundation, I think, is breathing. And um, because if you're, you know, breath is life. If you're not breathing, just forget about it. Um, I think that I did not add one thing in there. The formal training I did also had was an acting class. And the acting class uh, with um, Beulah Acting for Life, um, Jean Beulah and Julian Beulah passed away now, but they um, really helped to bring all of my formal vocal training together. To And so that's just, it's, I can't explain it. There's so much going on when you see a person saying that you don't even realize, you know, but it's our job to, um, for you to feel what we're saying and to tell the story and, you know, stay in tune, breathe right. There's just things that a machine is working, but it does, it's not supposed to look like it. Is that why when you're performing, you're so cool, calm, and collected? <laughs> but, uh, well, I just... You know, it's like I've been doing it, you know, for a while now. And I, I think I did, let me see what really brought it together. Roger Love said, well, you know, you look, you have a really great voice, but do you feel anything when you sing? I said, yeah, but I don't know how to let it out. So he sent, it to, sent me to Gene and Tony Buell, an acting class, and boy, was that something? So they cast me in one of their many plays that they had written. And when you go out on stage, live stage, musical theater, you better be ready to perform. If you're upset, you know, you take that and you use whatever you're feeling and you put it into the performance and um, you just leave everything else behind. I choose to believe um that, and somebody gave me a saying of, I mean, a, a writing of this, you know, don't get the big head that, you know, when you get out there and perform and uh, people are applauding you, don't think it's you as God manifesting himself through your temple, your body. And it, the way the person put it, I, it was so beautiful. I, ever since I read that, I'm like, oh, okay. So let me just go out there and do my job, and, you know, and it's love, and I come from a place of love, and I feel like, you know, God is expressing himself through me, and it's touching people, and that's my job, whether it be healing, whether the words to the song are, you know, can bring out some emotion that a person couldn't put into words, so now they don't have to suppress it. That's what I do, you know, when I sing, I think I wrote something just recently about it, Along the same terms, it's like, you know, God, I manifested himself through my earthly instrument. That's what people are drawn to, you know. I, I think the creativity and the, it, it's just, music is a beautiful healing thing. We've heard it put in so many different words, but it transcends all walks of life and touches your, what, what other kind of, <laughs> that's the most beautiful thing in the world to me, you know what I'm saying? really touches my heart every time I, I think about it. So I hope wow. I have it. 
You said it so beautifully. I have chills. I'm just... I, I'm speechless <laughs> in Studio City. I'm usually <laughs> sleepless in Studio City, but I'm speechless. I just wanted to hear <laughs> you. No, I just wanted to hear you keep going. Like, I, I was kind of mesmerized, and I was like, oh, just keep saying it. Girl, you just, <laughs> you said it all. I had so many questions I was going to ask you. There it was. It was everything. I'm so moved by how you said that, and I feel the same exact way. You know, when, oh, it, like exactly, I've heard you and seen you sing, and you do that. It's like you open your mouth, and it's like the spirit is singing, love is out there, you exude this, and people pick it up, because I know that when you sang at <laughs> our singer-songwriter living room showcase, you were like the highlight of the night and every single person gave such rave reviews and they're continuing at the top of the list out of 11 performers who were all at the top of their game and amazing and it was all about you. I mean, slam dunk, oh that was it. Oh. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so glad and thank you so much for having me. That was so much fun. You just blew everyone away and now I know why because you do oh, have that you. spirit. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for all that advice. I was wondering what tune you chose tonight for us to hear. Well, I I chose another song this time. This um, I know I did the stand-up song, uh, which is a great song. Um, but this song is a love song that I wrote with um, a friend of mine, Jan Garfinkel. And um, this was about a breakup. And... We wanted the words to fit this music. The music is just lends to that. It's beautiful, beautiful music, but he specifically um, wanted, um, you know, broken relationship uh, love song. <laughs> and just to get the message, he felt like it's very important to get the message across as well um, and wanted to, because um, that's, that's what's so healing. It's like, I know sometimes I might be feeling down about something and then I'll listen to a certain song and it will bring out the emotion out. And so many times people push emotion down, you know, their emotions down. And they don't, they don't feel things. We, people, music makes people feel things and, you know, wake up their emotions and um, maybe you couldn't cry, maybe you couldn't laugh, maybe you are feeling down and you go, oh, this is my favorite song, oh, this... I heard that, and boy, I felt the same way. I just didn't know how to say it. So we chose this somewhere in the dark. This when you sometimes when you, I don't know if you break up with somebody. In my experience, after <laughs> 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 other people, <laughs> um, just uh, like I said about lost love, and then you might wake up in the middle of the night and just think, "Oh gosh, I have regrets about this." You know, I wish I could, you know, heal this or mend this situation, you know, a bad argument or whatever caused the breakup, and um, there the words are, so, or maybe somebody needs, or maybe I just needed a good cry, I don't know, maybe someone else does too, so <laughs> that's how this song is. That is so apropos, because this is a show about love and relationships, and while we're on that topic, before we hear your song, I was wondering yeah. what you think is the key to finding and keeping love in your life. Um, well, first of all, you have to love yourself. And if you love yourself, you will attract a person 
as well to keep love in your life. I don't have that special person at this point in time. And I've attracted, I will be candid, some not so wonderful situations in the past. And now I'm doing me and working on me because I believe that you can't change anyone else. You can only change yourself to attract better situations into your life. So (laughs) that is, (laughs) it's true. If you don't, if you aren't grateful, if you aren't positive, if something's not working in your life, then you need to to look at what it is in you. Don't point the thing finger with those three fingers pointed back at you. Oh, <laughs> that's my favorite saying. <laughs> <laughs> the other one is bless them, change me. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so that yeah. fits into exactly what you're saying. I love your advice in all ways, and it sounds like you're getting so ready to attract that person who's just as grateful and positive as you, and I can't wait to hear about it because <laughs> it's going to be an amazing person, and there's going to be fireworks, and it's just going to be super, super love. So, yes. Well, um, thank, uh, you. <laughs> thank you. And I will definitely let you know when that Yes, yes, and you can call back on the show and tell us all about it. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Is there anything else that you would like to say to your friends, family, and fans before we say adieu? Just thank you, you know, for your love and support and being there. And it's, sometimes it's really hard to market and promote yourself. And just all the encouraging words and just the love over the years. And I am thankful, thankful, thankful. Hope to make more music and... Uh, I hope that it can make a difference in someone's life and make their time better in this crazy world. (laughs) Well, you have definitely made a difference in my life, and I'm getting teary-eyed. So there you go. You've already... completed your mission possible for this evening thank you so much and without further ado we're going to hear kim foley perform somewhere in the darkness take it away kim
How great was that? Welcome back to the show. We were talking about relationships and lessons we've learned and how you are feeling ready to get back into the market and some of the things that you might do to ensure that happens maybe even during Corona so that you can take your time and not have to jump in like you've done in the past. Do you say in the first three long-term relationships, marriages that you had that you jumped in right away? Yes, all three of them. All oh, no, three. I'm sorry. I'll, t- I'll take it back. The first one, no. It was a slow process. And I was only 19 years old when I had met him. It was a slower process. But the second and the third was right away. Like, both of them, within three dates, they wanted to marry me, and and I was like, okay, you know. Oh, so you got <laughs> married after three dates? Well, uh, the marriage started being talked about, I should say. Not married right away, but within months, both of them. Wow. Within months. Yeah. So okay. that was too Do you think that is actually the reason that they didn't work out, or do you think it was some other things going on? Um, you know, they're, they're both good guys, I should say. It's just that I had blinders on. I didn't see the red flags. Uh, you know, just not a good match, I would say. Not the right person. How's your picker? <laughs> Uh, well, I, I would say I should be better now. After all that experience that I've had, I think I'm more logical now. I'm not as blind, and I can see things better. My, my intuition works better. Uh, that's one thing also I developed from from this third marriage. We, I think we, we were meant to get together to spiritually grow and uh, open up our uh, intuitions, and, and it was a very spiritual relationship, I should say. Oh. And, and it really opened up to our talent. We were like, I think we were, we, were, uh, we were meant to cross our path to open each other up, you know, open. He opened up to his intuition, to his galactic self, and, and uh, same with me. So, I, I love it. I love it. Did you discover that during the relationship or only after the relationship that you were meant to be, that you were spiritually connected, that you were helping each other to um, rise rather than to fall? Well, um, that we felt the connection from our first date, and then after that we were inseparable. And... Um, and and we built we did the vitamin store together, and it was all about I think it was all about uh, finding our own talents. It was it became more like a business relationship rather than a, a marriage romantic relationship. So it, we were married, but it was more about doing what we were supposed to do, help people with their health problems, and it was more about our mission, like his mission. What, what it was meant to be. It's like activating our mission. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> what a yeah, blessing. It was all that. That's mm-hmm. a blessing. Yeah. And that, that doesn't come around that often. Yeah. That you, and it, that's what kept us together because we were doing what we were supposed to do as, as far as our mission is concerned. And that was the connection we, that kept us together until, until the store was closed. And then we were done. 
you know, our mission was done. <laughs> to everything, turn, 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 there is a season, a time for a purpose unto yeah. heaven. You said you thought you would be more tuned in now to see yeah. the red flags yeah. in someone yeah. else. What kind of red flags did you see in the past? Because you said, oh, you were blinded. And I kept thinking, oh, love is blind, love is blind. Each uh -huh. time in the honeymoon phase, that yeah. chemistry, you know about chemistry, it sounds like. Uh -huh. And, you know, the hormones get going. It's hard not yeah. to be blinded and to keep noticing those red flags. So I'm thinking maybe if we talk about what those might be ahead of time, you can see them more clearly when the chemicals are being released. <laughs> yes, I, I do. I, and uh, it was all about, like, um, I think, like you said, chemistry. To me, it's more like romance and um, uh, being a Leo. I don't know. I, I think, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the, the astrology signs, but being a Leo, you like to be uh, admired and oh and yes, <laughs> <laughs> of course, and, that yes. and that's how they got me. They they put me on a pedestal and and rom romance, you know, all that good stuff. <clears throat> they courted you, and, and you were the lioness yes. of the kingdom. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's beautiful. I love it. And the red flags. I I wouldn't say this. This is the this is what I guess gets me. But the red flags would be something like, oh, they they are falling in love with you like too quickly within the first day or something. Or if they are, I was thinking that could be one. Uh, they're showing their devotion like immediately right away. I'm always suspect mm -hmm. with someone that starts saying, I love you. Mm -hmm. Oh, sweetheart. Oh, darling. Using these endearing words, it sounds nice. But after a mm -hmm. date or two, I don't know, that would be time to be saying, sweetheart, my honey, the love of my life. Yeah, those, date or those two. things are, I would say, yeah. And then the, oh, the, how the second one got me was, he was the exact opposite of my first. So that's how I was attracted to him. He made me feel secure that way because he was exactly the opposite. Oh, so meaning I he... Didn't put you on a pedestal? Oh, he did that too. But that wasn't what, um, I think what fooled me, or I shouldn't say fooled me. Um, uh, I should say, um, it's more about feeling secure. I, he made me feel secure. He showed a little bit of jealousy tendencies, and it kind of made me feel secure uh -huh. that... If, he, if he's feeling jealous, that means he really cares about me. Uh, so that was one big one, I think. That, are you saying um, that was a red flag? Yes, that's a red flag. Being Showing jealousy is a red flag, number one. And I didn't see it that way. I saw it in a different way. You know, that was the blinders. I oh. saw it as, oh, you know, I feel secure now because he feels jealous. So that means, oh, you know. Oh, yes. So, Yes, I relate to that mm -hmm. second one about the jealousy and how it could be a yes. sign of affection. And yet, on the other hand, it could be a sign of emotional abuse if there's yes. too much of yes. it. It's that balance. Yes. So one red flag, mm -hmm. as I'm hearing it, yes. is somebody putting you on a pedestal right away. Yes. And the second red flag 
is being jealous of you right away and giving you yes. a false sense of security. That's it, yes. Yeah, those are the two big They're ones. They're beautiful. I think. Any more? Yeah. I love it. We'll have to write a book now on <laughs> red <laughs> flags to look for before you <laughs> jump into the sack or into the house or into the marriage. <laughs> That's great that you have those ready to go so that yeah. when that romance starts, you could take off the blinders and go, hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel that I'm much smarter now. I don't, I think. I'll be okay. <laughs> I love that you but learned. If there's anything else you, you suggest, I'm, I'm all ears. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I do have suggestions. I was wondering, because you said you don't like the Internet, what other ways you think you might meet and attract people? I, I haven't really thought much about that. Um, I would say through friends or going to good places to meet people, like probably not bars, <laughs> um, just parties, you know, if I'm invited to go somewhere, I'm not going to say no from now on. Okay. Is that something you've done yeah. in the past that you've said no? Yeah. 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 I, I think I was, I, I needed to... Um, be by myself for a while because the other problem I did was jump from one person to another within only like one month of being alone. So oh. uh, I've never been really alone for some, since the three marriages. So I decided to just be alone for a while. And so a year and a half I thought was good and I started feeling myself again, you know. <gasps> And that's mm -hmm. when she went on that first yeah. date, and then yeah. Corona came. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's beautiful. You yeah. recognize that, and you are not mm -hmm. doing the rebound act. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. This is a wonderful time. You could now say yes to parties. That's yeah. one way. What other things might you say yes to that you would say no to in the past? Um... I'm not sure. Do you have some hobbies or interests that you could pursue and perhaps at the same time meet someone that might have common interests? Yeah, I, I've been taking astrology classes, and but that's just strictly because I'm really a, a passionate about it, so it's not because of meeting people. But... Um, I really don't know, actually, besides parties, if I'm invited to. What else? Where else do you meet people these days? I have no idea. <laughs> that's a good question, and that's what everybody <laughs> asks. Where do you meet people? Where do you meet people? Just like you said, they say, I don't want to go to a bar anymore. Yes, if I get invited to parties, that's great. If I take a class and I happen to meet someone, that's great, too. I say meeting someone is kind of like a job. It takes some time and thought. Mm -hmm. You could pay to have a matchmaker match you mm -hmm. up with someone mm -hmm. if you're so inclined to do something like that. Online dating can be a place that you can practice this new skill of yours, which is saying yes to things, mm -hmm. opening yourself up to new arenas 
where you can attract the person that you're meant to attract. It can happen anywhere. It can also happen just going about your daily business, whether you're Mm -hmm. at the market. Well, not now because we're not allowed in the markets, but walking down the street or picking up Mm -hmm. the cleaners when things start to happen again. One of the ways I talk about meeting people Mm -hmm. in our normal everyday lives is striking up a conversation. Is that something you've ever done in the past? I'm not really good at approaching people. I'm kind of shy and um, and sometimes I do, but not not usually, no. I do have friends that are like that, so I have actually two friends that will ha- have no problem striking conversations like they know them forever. Yeah, I was going to say, you could do that. Let's say you do go to a party. How would you connect with someone there? If if your friend wasn't introducing you or they weren't talking to people, is that someplace you might be able to strike up a conversation? Uh, Well, it takes a little bit of guts for me to approach people, especially if if it's a guy that I think he's cute and, you know. (laughs) Well, here's some tips. If that does happen to you in public, And you happen Uh to be somewhere and there's someone you think, oh, he's attractive. Or even if you're at a singles event, maybe someone doesn't come up to you and it always behooves you to go up to them. So these are some of the tools I offer. Look for a commonality, something you could compliment them about. Let's say somebody's wearing a hat or a jacket and there's a logo on the hat or the jacket. That would be something that could help you strike up a conversation because you could look at that and say, oh, are you interested in that? Do you like baseball? Maybe it's a baseball cap. Something's on the back of their jacket and it says something about a tennis organization. Oh, do you play tennis? Or they're wearing sneakers and you say, those look really cool. Where'd you get them? You know, something that someone's wearing. It's really easy. Yeah, I can do that. You could even okay. do it. Yeah, you could even do it in the market while you're online. I do that all the time with people. Even if it's not mm-hmm. a romantic relationship I'm thinking of starting, mm-hmm. I just love people and getting to know people and I find people really interested. So I look for a commonality and I look for something like somebody... You know, we're in L.A., so somebody's wearing a T-shirt and it says 20th Century Fox. I'm like, oh, did you work there? I used to work there. You said you're interested in astrology. Somebody could be wearing a jacket. It says I'm a Leo. You you see where that's going. And there's always something that you could look at someone's wearing. I, I literally look at people and I find something like a logo or I find a shirt. I do that with women. Oh, I like your jacket. Where'd you get it? And if you're intimidated in practicing with a man that you're attracted to, practice with a woman or someone you're not attracted to or somebody older or younger, you know, and just kind of practice that. Okay, that's easy. I can do that. I like giving compliments to people. Oh, and that's, you know, that's what Mm -hmm. I love doing also. And there you go, because you're a Leo. Leos Mm -hmm. love to compliment people. And they're great at it. And, you know, people have told me, oh, it would be great if you're with a Leo, because Leos love to compliment people, and you do too. That's a great skill that you have. You can use Mm -hmm. it to go up to someone and say, I really like that jacket. Where'd you get it? You will notice that people's body language changes all of a sudden they kind of stiffen up they feel proud and they're like oh you like that I got that there Mm -hmm. and you could start by practicing with safer people like another woman or somebody younger somebody older and then move into someone you're a little
little attracted to and someone you're more attracted to. Whoa, I'm excited because <laughs> I would love to have you call back in again and let us know how it goes when there's not so much social distancing and let us know how it goes with you striking up a conversation. I will, yeah. Thank you for encouraging me. Yeah, it sounds wonderful because that's the best. And then I also encourage you to go online and look for meetup groups that are single people Mm -hmm. that have your interests. So in other words, you could find a meetup group under meetup.com that has single groups for people who are interested in astrology. Oh, I like that better than... Online then dating. online. That's why yes. I'm offering yes. these because I, yeah, I agree with you also. So you can go to the meetups.com. You can look up okay. astrology. You can look up mm-hmm. healthy living. You were talking uh-huh. about that. You mentioned something at the beginning that you went to a tango class. Yes. They I have. I okay. Have taken two classes. <laughs> I know for a fact that they have singles groups for tango and other forms of Ooh. ballroom dancing. Oh, I would love that. Okay. If this were a class <laughs> on dating and relationships, those would be my two assignments. Go look for meetup groups that have mm-hmm. common interests and start complimenting people and striking up conversations and looking for the commonalities. Okay. I love that. Thank you. And I'm excited I can't, because you are so ready. Like, I feel it in my bones. I feel it in Ooh. head to toe in my body that you are so ready for this, that I'm you will attract the person that is right for you at this very moment by doing this footwork yeah. and taking the action because you're ready, girl. <laughs> um, and I'm excited. Yes. And please call back again and let us know how it goes. Okay, I will. Thank, thank you, you for so having me. Thank you so much, and thank you so much, and I hope this helps you sleep softly, sweetly, soundly, and serenely. <laughs> well, I feel very excited now. Thank all you right. All well, questions. great. Yeah. You've excited me, <laughs> and I'm so excited for you. So, best of luck. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that's all the time we have. Tune in nightly at 9 p.m. Pacific Time and midnight Eastern Time to AmericanHeartsRadio.com for another enlightening episode of Sleepless in Studio City. Dr. Debs, deemed the new relationship guru, a West Coast Dr. Laura, and East Coast Carrie Bradshaw, provides comforting, heartfelt help. She will lift your spirits, illuminate your mind, inspire creativity, promote positivity, and empower you to pursue your highest aspirations. You deserve to be the best version of yourself. If you'd like to be a guest caller, featured artist, or have your writing question answered on the show, feel free to contact Dr. Debs at sleeplessinstudiocity at gmail.com, and she'll schedule you for the next opening. For replay links, updates, and affirmations, please visit facebook.com slash sleeplessinstudiocity or twitter.com slash drdebs. Find full episodes on iTunes. You can also listen to 5-Minute Excerpts on YouTube while watching a soothing, serene slideshow. Dr. Debs is available around the clock for telephone life coaching sessions, and the first consultation is free. Contact her at sleeplessinstudiocity at gmail.com to arrange an appointment at your convenience. Dr. Debs will impart weekly wows, words of wisdom, and leave you with esteem builders and confidence boosters to help you transform from the inside out. Repeat often. Say them in the morning, in the evening, 
while driving, standing in line, or on a lunch break. Speak with conviction, and you will begin to believe. Without further ado, here's Dr. Debs. Thank you, Maxie, for that endearing closing. You light up my life and give me hope to carry on. I leave you with these words of wisdom from Albert Schweitzer. Constant kindness can accomplish much as the sun makes ice melt. Kindness causes misunderstanding, mistrust, and hostility to evaporate. And on that note, Richard Carlson said, Choose being kind over being right, and you'll be right every time. <laughs> I love it. I love kindness. That is my goal that I aspire to. No matter what, today I celebrate my commitment to kindness and practice loving acts all through the day. That's the affirmation I leave you with. <laughs> to say as often as you'd like, especially in front of the mirror, while you're looking deep into your eyes where you will see your soul, your spirit, your chi, your essence. <laughs> and the simplest way to feel happy, powerful, and free is just be kind. What the world needs now more than ever is a massive movement of kindness. As each individual act of kindness has a profound effect on a personal level, its impact is global as well. We are one. When we are kind or someone is kind to us, a vibrational shift happens that's palpable. It can be felt on a cellular level and can be witnessed in the smile or a hug that's shared in deep appreciation for the other. And right now, it's just a smile behind our mask. So we can air hug, though. <laughs> Kindness is the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate, it includes affection, warmth, gentleness, concern, and care. It is helpfulness, thoughtfulness, compassion, understanding, and magnanimity. <laughs> and you don't have to go out of your way to be kind. Every interaction with every soul we come in contact with offers us the opportunity to respond with an extra dose of kindness. Not only when it's easy and we're feeling generous, but when we want to be right in a particular situation and instead we purposefully choose gentleness, compassion, and understanding. Now each moment becomes an opportunity. We have the choice in that moment to be kind and change the world at the same time. I love when I don't have to be right and I let the other person be right, even though I know I'm right. I just pause and I'm quiet. And I just respond with more kindness. The impulse to be kind and kinder comes from our connection with spirit. When we're in alignment with love and peace and joy, acts of kindness seem to spring forth automatically with ease and grace. Imagine an entire day of giving and receiving acts of kindness that flow freely from 
love, and spirit. Then expand that vision to a week, a year, a lifetime. How motivated then to have a devoted spiritual practice that offers the spiritual power to change the world, one act of kindness at a time. Let's do it. (laughs) Thank you to Marcia Staubing of the Agape International Spiritual Center. Whoa, powerful, powerful words. I wish you all magical miracles, bountiful blessings, lots of love, light, and laughter, and healing inside and out. Remember, it's an inside job. It's not about them. It's about me mindfully recognizing all the wonderful gifts and opportunities to change and be the best person I can be in the vein of boundary setting. I leave you with these additional affirmations. (laughs) I can say yes to what I want and no to what I don't want. The choice is mine. I have physical boundaries. I will say no when I don't want to be touched or when I don't want someone within six feet of me. (laughs) I can be close to another person emotionally without losing myself. I deserve relationships with people who honor my boundaries. I have the courage to maintain boundaries even if others disapprove. I have the right to honor my personal beliefs, values, and desires. I am a valuable human being, and I deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. Peace out. After midnight, we're going to let it all hang out. After midnight, Gonna let it all end. I see. After midnight, we're gonna let it all.